You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right on a Combine Wednesday, everybody, February 26th and a Thursday, February 27th. It is another edition of Locked On Lions right here. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Derry with you. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a good Wednesday, a snowy Wednesday. Oh, the controversy reigns on here. Uh, but snow days and kids not in school and we barely got any snow. Now it's starting to come down as we record this afternoon. But regardless, we're here to talk about the Lions, the Combine. We promised you yesterday... You'd hear from Lions head coach uh, Matt Patricia. Yesterday we played you the audio from Bob Quinn. And we kind of discussed yesterday the conversation about how Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia elected to talk and discuss Darius Slay and Matthew Stafford, but not do it on microphone and not do it in front of people, uh, but rather talk about the Slay and Stafford situations on the side, whatever that means. So regardless, uh, you know... Look, Matthew Stafford's not going anywhere, and it appears Darius Slay is. And for those of you that continue to want to talk about make-or-break, win-or-else type years and mandates from ownership, uh, now that they've added an extra playoff team in the mix, and we'll have three wild cards in the AFC and three wild cards in the NFC, I'm not buying this 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 mandate. And... You know, until I see otherwise, I, I'm not ready to say Patricia and Quinn are, are definitely going to be gone after this year if the team doesn't make the playoffs. So we can get into that and, and discuss it. I want to talk about the Danny Amendola contract, which I think is good. That was made official today by Tom Pelissero from NFL Network. Also, a Tua update. An update on a guy that admitted he had a conversation with the Lions at the Combine already. A speedy wide receiver that could come in handy. Also, you'll hear from head coach Matt Patricia, like I said, will respond to some of his comments, including the release of Damon Snacks Harrison, which again is another head scratcher in my opinion, unless Snacks went into a meeting with the guys and said, get me out of here, which I think is what took place. Follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, or at Locked on Lions, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Shout out to everybody that listens, participates, comments on the Facebook posts, and and Twitter, we appreciate your uh, participation. Is again Combine Week, and really, it really gets into high gear with with forty yard dashes, workouts, and all that stuff um, tomorrow night, Thursday night in prime time, and then goes through the weekend. Um, but let's start with this. All right, the draft starts with the Lions at three. I still am not buying that the Washington Redskins are going to trade out of number two. I think that's a big time smokescreen. I think they're chase, uh, taking Chase Young. Joe Burrow is going to the Bengals at number one, unless I'm missing something here. And that leaves the Lions at three with the decision to make about Tua Tonga-Vailoa. And if the Lions take Tua, what does that mean? It doesn't mean Stafford's being traded. It doesn't mean Stafford's not going to play this year. It means that for one season, Tua is going to caddy and clipboard for Stafford. Well, this morning, Ian Rappaport reporting from the NFL Network that, quote, following two days of medical testing, Bama quarterback Tua Tonga-Vailoa received overwhelmingly positive reports on his dislocated hip from teams who examined him, sources say. The MRIs were as clean as hoped, fracture is healed, there's no loss of blood flow. One source, quote, looked great, end quote, end quote again. So all of this is good news for the Lions. All right? You tell Clark the good news? I mean, this is good news for the Lions. 
because we can sit here for another two months and we'll kind of know in free agency, like let's say the Lions go out and, 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 and pick up a free agent quarterback like Case Keenum or somebody like that, then all bets are off. Why would you bring in Tua to be the third quarterback? But there, there's still that possibility. You can never rule anything out. And when you're a Lions fan and when you cover the Lions and everything else, you know always to expect the unexpected with this franchise, right? You just expect the unexpected. So with that being said, the health of Tua is fantastic. It's great news. It's news that the Lions needed to hear. It's news that the Dolphins needed to hear. The Chargers, the Panthers, the Colts, all of these teams that are in need of a quarterback. And the Lions hold all the cards at number three. We played you the audio from Bob Quinn yesterday, and and basically he's not going to dive into individual players. He's not going to talk about quarterbacks. He really has talked about one guy so far and was asked about Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker slash hybrid safety from Clemson, and said he's a heck heck of a player and, and an impact player and all that stuff. I don't think the Lions are taking Isaiah Simmons, whether they trade back or not, because I think Bob Quinn feels like he's got good linebackers and he's most likely wrong. Uh, I think Jelani Tavai has a chance to be good. I think Jared Davis and Christian Jones are not good. And I would love Isaiah Simmons. I don't see that happening. But this Tua news only means that, again, the stakes are raised for the Lions. And the more this... You know what I think is going to happen, especially with me? And I, I got friends, my buddy Al, who listens every day. He says, when are you going to get on the Tua bandwagon? When are you going to talk about Tua? When are you going to talk about Tua to the Lions? I'm not sold on it yet until I know that this franchise is ready to kind of restructure and admit that they're tearing this down a little bit. If they were to trade Darius Slay, which Quinn admitted yesterday he's talking to people about, and can only get a haul of a third-round pick or something and maybe something else, then you're, to me, if you're trying to win this season, you keep Darius Slay around. Darius Slay, to me, is is the best player you have on, on your defense. And your defense was, what, 31st in the league last year? It was terrible. So, you know, trading Slay and not and getting 50 cents or 40 cents on the dollar, um, to me, would then, I would have no problem with drafting Tua. But I still say trade down and, and go get defensive help, whether it's Simmons, whether it's Brown, whether it's Okuda, later in the draft and later in the first round, and accumulate picks and bring more players in here because that's what this franchise needs. This Tua news is awesome. If this guy's able to start working out and maybe even participate in an Alabama pro day before before we even get to the draft. That, that's, that's, that's fantastic news for Detroit. But if the Lions stay at three and take somebody else and don't trade back, Bob Quinn and his staff should be let go. They've got to either trade back or take this kid. That, that's, those, to me, are the only two viable options now. If somebody else wants him bad enough and you don't want him bad enough, which means Matthew Stafford's going to be here long term, not just this season. You know, you got to trade back or you got to take this kid if this kid's that special and you think he's that special and your people, your scouts think he's that special. But as far as his injured hip healing like this, 
boy, I mean, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta handle your business lines. And Quinn said something interesting yesterday about the age of quarterbacks and how they're in their prime, late third, late twenties, early thirties. Well, that's where Matthew Stafford is right now at 31 going on 32. But does Bob Quinn think that about Stafford or is that an edict from the top? You will like him. You will love him. You will coddle him. You will keep him until his contract runs out and maybe even sign him to another one. Orders from the very, very top. If you've been a listener to this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all about the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Lions is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Lions fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. We've had great companies with us over the years here. As I'm now entering my uh, fifth season doing this show, I believe that's right, it started in 2016. Uh, for the carnage that was 105.1. So, not just any podcast listener. We want to hook you up. You want to be a Locked On Lions podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with us here and Lions fans, predominantly male audience, well-educated, disposable income, put your company right here on Locked On. All right? Local fans love to support local businesses. So text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are, and we look forward to hearing from you. Good signing with the Lions. Got even better with the news of the Danny Amendola contract. What's the number? And maybe, just maybe, another receiver in the mix for the Lions and Matt Patricia. All coming up next. Hey, Matt Derry, back with you on Locked on Lions on this a Wednesday from the Combine uh, and the Combine discussions. How about this? Um, today, Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network uh, tweeted out, the Lions signed Danny Amendola to a one-year contract for $5 million that includes $4.5 million guaranteed, tells, uh, Pelissero says a source tells him. He'll get $5.5 million if he produces like last year, max with incentives $6 million. Another solid payday at age 34. So pretty much last year's contract for Amendola, I think he made four and a half, five last year, but with a little, as Justin Rogers put it from the Detroit News, inflation could get up to $6 million. Look, the guy caught over 60 passes. He was a nice security blanket for Stafford, makes tough catches, good leader, good in the locker room. And this isn't breaking the bank. Think about this. The Lions are going to have to pay Kenny Galladay this summer or this this offseason. Right? They can offer him big-time money to keep him around. And if this organization is serious about winning, you have to keep good players here. Kenny Galladay is one of them. Some of you argued with me, oh, Quinn drafted a pro bowler, Derry. No more bits on. You can't do that bit anymore. Well, he was an alternate that got in on like the third or fourth try after players got hurt. But regardless, Kenny Galladay is a beast. And going into next season with a banged-up quarterback, a running game that has always been a question mark, you got to have weaponry. And Amadola's a weapon because he makes a tough catch. Galladay's a weapon, and Marvin Jones is really good. I don't know if they're going to bring Marvin Hall back. Who knows about the fourth, fifth wide receivers, whatever. They seem to interchange all the time. But this offense, if they want to take it to the next level and sometimes bail out a defense that is not was not up to snuff this past year, keeping Danny Amendola around 
is good. And at that price tag, five, five and a half, six million dollars, I like it. Now, speaking of wide receivers, for two years, if you saw K.J. Hamler play at Penn State, you saw a guy that absolutely torched both Michigan and Michigan State. K.J. Hamler was on the podium yesterday in Indianapolis talking to reporters and admitted to having a formal interview with the Philadelphia Eagles, but an informal interview with none other than your Detroit Lions. Hamler is originally from Pontiac, played his senior year down at IMG Academy in Florida, so he didn't graduate from high school up here, but he's a Detroit kid, and he just makes, he's got good speed, he says he ran a 4.27, he's not going to run the 40-yard dash at the Combine because he's got a sore hamstring, but he'll likely do it at Penn State's uh, Pro Day coming up soon. But an intriguing name, I don't know, second round, third round? is definitely K.J. Hamler. Now, this is a draft that is loaded with wide receivers. Loaded. So where K.J. Hamler fits in terms of draft position uh, is another story when it comes to, you know, uh, the NFL draft. And, and, And talking about kind of ranking where Hamler would sit. All right? You look at some of the guys at the very top, all right? Jerry Judy's a top 10 pick. If he doesn't go in the top 10, I'll be stunned. From Bama? Come on. C.D. Lamb is a top 10 pick from Oklahoma. An absolute beast. Henry Ruggs III is a first-round pick from Bama. LaVisca Chenault Jr. from Colorado. Some say he's a number, uh, a first-rounder. All right, Jalen Rieger, no relation to Jeff, from TCU. Also, stud. All right, sophomore year, the kid caught nine touchdowns. T. Higgins, hello, from Clemson, 6'4", 200. Saw him in college, light it up. Justin Jefferson, LSU. I mean, the list goes on and on. All of these guys are projected to be first or second round receivers. Will seven first round receivers go? I doubt it. All right, then you kind of get down to the Tyler Johnsons from Minnesota of the world, and then K.J. Hamler. You know, only 5'9", five, 5'10", five, is a problem. But has great, great speed. 56 catches last year. 904 yards. 8 touchdowns. Two years ago, 5 touchdowns. A rushing touchdown. Caught 42 balls. Played two years at Penn State, but redshirted his first year. So the sides will be a problem. But I like K.J. Hamler a lot. And if he was still there in the third round, heck, that's where you got Kenny Galladay. That would be a guy that I would pluck in a second. If I were the Lions. So he's already talked to Detroit. That's that's good news. It means the Lions are definitely interested in seeing what KJ Hamler can do. The problem is if the Lions don't beef up this defense in the early rounds and then take Hamler, then everybody up at be up at arms. Another receiver. But the Lions always seem to surprise you when it comes to like the third and fourth round with some of the players that they take. Nobody expected Tracy Walker. All right, a couple years ago, no one expected Kyle Van Noy. No one expected Jelani Tavai last year. That was in the second round. But keep an eye on K.J. Hamler, the Pontiac native. The issue with him is going to be size at 5'9". But he claims he ran a 4.27. More of a 4.344 guy. But boy, oh boy, he gets behind the defense and he makes plays. Put him out there with Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Amendola. That'd be pretty good.
Are we promised you Matt Patricia? Let's do that after this 60-second break. You're listening to Locked on Lions. Lions head coach Matt Patricia met the media yesterday, was first asked about Snacks Harrison and why Snacks will not be back next year. Take a listen. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for uh, for Damon and all the stuff that he did for us and, and, you know, the way that he approached every single day, the way that uh, he and I worked together, you know, I thought was great. And uh, we had a lot of open conversations, you know, all the way through uh, when we first got him and even into this year and, and kind of trying to get on the same page. Um, you know, we're just trying to always do what's best for the team uh, going forward. And, and, and certainly it's something that uh, conversation between, you know, both parties, uh, you know, thought it would be a um, – you know, just that time for that kind of, you know, departure. And uh, from that standpoint, though, I mean, I think, again, like I said, I have the utmost respect for him and his ability to, to play the game, play it at a high level. Uh, but for, you know, where we're at right now, we're just kind of going ahead with a different way. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, uh, I would say for us, the progression of TJ probably started in um, – you know, more in the spring when we got him out there and some of the practices through training camp, some of the things that we were able to see kind of on the field. Uh, you try to prepare and get ready for the season and get, you know, the, the player ready for some of the different changes that's going to happen during the season. Um, obviously, coming out of the Arizona game, there wasn't a lot to hide at that point. Um, but, you know, what we had to do is try to get him informed of different looks he might see and kind of really uh, improve his overall knowledge of how the tight end position can be, you know, defended against defensively and try to get him caught up to speed. I think he, you know, he works hard, plays hard, obviously plays aggressive. Uh, all the things you love about him is, you know, what you see every day. And, uh, you know, it'll be a bigger challenge coming up this year. And, and certainly he's got his work cut out for him from that aspect of it. So uh, we'll do everything we can to try to, you know, try to progress him from there. Yeah, um, obviously, uh, Corey is, is someone that I've, um, you know, met a long time ago and have great history with. But I think his own kind of development as a coach and in, in the different places that he's been and, uh, you know, the areas that he's been able to kind of master from that standpoint are something that complement uh, some of the coaching styles and some of the coaching uh, philosophies that I have. So I think that's a great kind of, you know, um, marriage to have between the two of us there. And I think uh, he's a guy that really uh, – Everywhere he's been, he has great value. Uh, I know, um, you know, personally, I feel really fortunate to be able to get him out of Philly. I know that was a hard deal for, for them, but, uh, you know, as great as uh, the opportunity was, uh, they recognize that and trying to do the best for him, too. So, you know, I thank Philadelphia for that. But uh, just excited to get back in and, and uh, you know, to work with him again. He's got a great family, and, uh, you know, we're excited to have him in Detroit. Um, I think we've talked about kind of just, you know, in general, guys that have been brought on board. Um, you know, we'll probably get that out pretty soon with everybody's, you know, the titles and all the rest of that here coming up. But um, we're adding kind of a couple more pieces and still in the process of, of finalizing all that. Um, again, like Tyrone McKenzie, something that we hired, um, you know, Hank Fraley. We moved to offensive line with Jeff leaving. Uh, we're going to move. Billy Yates over uh, back to the offensive side of the ball. He played O-line uh, back in the day, so, uh, you know, he's familiar with that. Um, you know, Ben Johnson was with us last year. He'll probably move into that tight end role. So, I mean, we kind of just have some of the moving pieces, and we'll get that all out, you know, as soon as we can. Yeah, it's okay. Just go back to David Harrison and sort of go up front. I mean, when you say you're moving on in different directions, 
Um, I think just for us, again, it's, you know, what I think both sides, you know, kind of felt like it was just time to move on and a uh, conversation that we had very openly, which I'll, I'll keep private. But uh, from that aspect of it, just trying to do everything we can to get ready to go next year. And, you know, that was kind of the best decision that we thought at the time. All right, there's Matt Patricia, courtesy of DetroitLions.com. Uh, a lot of interesting comments there. The Snacks Harrison thing, I, I think, is is a bit of a head-scratcher if the Lions are trying to save face by saying that, well, we, we, we spoke with him and it was a mutual thing. They gave the guy an $11 million extension a year ago, less than a year ago. And, yes, his season was a down one this year, but it'd be different if this team was loaded at defensive tackle. I mean, Mike Daniels, are they bringing him back? I doubt it. Sean Robinson, is he coming back? Maybe. But you'd almost have to figure now with Sean, you have to bring him back. It's Deshaun Hand, John Atkins, and who else? Kevin Strong? I mean, the Lions don't have much at D-tackle right now. And with Snacks deciding to come back and play, but not play on this team, and he's been respectful on Twitter. He's talked all about how much he loves the Lions fans. He shouted out Bo Davis and Coach P on Twitter yesterday. Didn't say anything about Matt Patricia. But you heard Patricia's comments about conversations with Snacks and talking to him a lot. It's another veteran piece that the Lions just ship out. Or, in this instance, possibly. Good chance. He told them, I want out of here. And the Lions looked up and said, all right, we could save five, six million bucks. Goodbye. Did not have a great year last year. But he's a good football player, and he's a veteran. Didn't come into camp in the greatest of shape. I get it. But this team is already... Is this, is this team going to be better off next season on defense without Quandre Diggs, Snacks Harrison, Ashawn Robinson, Mike Daniels? What if Tavon Wilson leaves? Darius Slay? Yes, we've got free agency. Yes, they're going to sign some people. Yes, they're going to sign a cornerback for sure. But they gave Trey Flowers $18 million a year last year, and he did not earn $18 million a year with his numbers. Justin Coleman was a slot corner making nine. Was he that great? No. Had a good start to the year. Well, that'll do it for Lockdown Lions for today, Wednesday, February 26th, a Combine Wednesday. We'll start getting more into it again tomorrow as well with players beginning to work out. Hope you guys have a good snowy Wednesday evening. Drive safe out there. We'll talk to you tomorrow.